Hey, hop in, man. Hey, man, he's car. You know Wooderson? Oh. How's it going, man? Hey. Pretty good. How's it going with you? Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> I can't breathe. What's your man? I can't breathe, man. We're just we're here. Hey, man. Oh. Hey, hey, I got something to mail you out, man. You're just freaking oh. out. Here. I here. never smoked <laughs> before. Take these, what? man. Take these. This will what mail you this? out, man. What is this, man? I'm just taking them, man. Oh. Hey, hey, don't take those, man. What? I almost gave you the wrong. Yeah. Hey man, I already took them, man. Whoa. Hey, what do you mean? Whoa. <laughs> wow, man. Hey, what was that? You just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Hey man, I never had no acid before, man. Did you hope you're not busy for about a month? <laughs> hey man. <laughs> That stuff's gonna make me die, oh, man. man. No, that's good acid. Hey, man, man, I never had it before, man. That's gonna hey, make me die. Well, that's gonna make me freak nah, out, man. man. I've seen those guys that walk around my neighborhood nah, had too man. many acid, man. Their head looks like a pumpkin like that, man. Relax, Hey, mellow out, man. All right, all right, all right. Oh, you should be coming on pretty soon, dude. How much do you smoke? This will be a little demonstration of that. Listen, listen up. That was my skull. I'm so wasted. All right, all right, all right. One, two, one, two, three, four. Noinch, noinch, noinch. Smoking weed, smoking weeds. Doing coke, drinking beers. Drinking beers, beers, beers. Rolling fatties, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smoke the blunts? Rolling blunts and smoking weed. Ah, uh, let me get a nickel bag. Fifteen bucks, little man. Put in my hand if that money doesn't show then you owe me owe me oh my jungle love yeah oh we from chicago illinois the home of dysfunctional government and the highest homicide rates in the nation this is the fireworks brigade starring johnny star and ron the banker this pyro podcast is all about the people and the passion of fireworks and is sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota. And now, here's Johnny Star and Ron the Banker. In the word, Brian, what is this job all about? Fire. There you go. Oh, there's the horn. I love that horn. I forgot that last air horn. Yeah, that's a big air horn. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, do you notice a theme there for our uh, 117th episode? Yeah, it seems like a lot of drug-related, uh, I figured it was maybe because all the grow houses and all the, like, legal pot places all over the place. Yeah, well, no, see, but and we were supposed to do this, like, a week ago, and that would have been 420. 
Oh, yes. April 20th, 420. Yeah, you know what 420 is, right? And neither, yeah. neither you or I, neither one of us, we've talked about that before. We've never actually done any no. drugs. I've never smoked a thing. You've never have either. No. But for some reason, I like pot humor. I've always liked Cheech and Chong. I mean... I that, like Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I always did too. Yeah. The last one you saw there is uh, Jay and Silent Bob. The guy on the right, the heavy guy that didn't talk any, that's Kevin Smith. He's like the guy... I mean, he has so many podcasts and things, but he's like a notorious drug guy or whatever. He always, oh. He's always smoking pot, but he's yeah. very creative. I guess they say you get creative when you do it, but he's the whole reason why we even do this podcast because he would always say on his podcast, that, oh, people should do it. It's fun and whatever, and he's found a way to make money at it, but he, he produces and uh, directs and writes movies and things as yeah. well. But I'm like in the kevin smith closet fan club yeah i you know I, I like listening to him but I, I don't i can't relate when it comes to the pot though yeah that's a thing even with different friends of mine i can't relate to them once they get with all that stuff because i have nothing to you know i have no input there nothing well right yeah. i know i don't either but except i know the culture somewhat from watching the movies like those jay and silent bob movies it's all about pot was the stuff. guy in the backseat a girl or a guy Oh, and, the, and that's the first one. Did you see the guy in the front? That was, uh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. I remember yeah. I remember that line when yeah, he was like, okay, right. all right, all, all right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you read his book, uh, it, it talks about that. And that was like, he made that up. That was like an improv. That all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, said, he did that in another movie, too. He might have. Kind uh, of like in a, that Wolf Street movie. Wolf or, of Wall uh, Street? Uh, no, the one, it wasn't Wolf of Wall Street. The one he did with Leo DiCaprio. With, uh, oh, um, what was that one? Yeah, I think that was Wolf of Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah where was, he started yeah, off. Yeah, 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 definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, but anyway, again, the drug humor, it, the drugs escape me, but I like the drug humor. I, yeah. I mean, Cheech and Chong. I, they were, yeah. I was used to listen to those albums. I love that. He's like, oh man, you just took the most ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I hope you got nothing to do for about a month. <laughs> now we 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 did mention though that Cheech, they're both still living. Oh uh, yeah, we we're under the impression Chong died. Yeah, I, mean, I was. You, you were. Weren't. You were. Yeah. yeah, you were. Poor, you knew poor all Chong. along. More poor yeah. Chong. Poor Chong. Well, you always see Cheech Marin. You never hear really of Chong too much at all. Tommy Chong. Tommy, Tommy Chong. Tommy yes. Chong. Yeah, I think that's his name. So, but yeah, I, again, I, like I said, it's just it's a weird thing. Four twenty goes right by. I don't even notice it. But this year, I felt we would pay a little homage because if it wasn't for Kevin Smith, we wouldn't be doing this at all. So yeah, you know, hundred episode, hundred seventeen episodes, John. We have. Uh, we have uh, 137 hours. Wow. We've traveled 101,000 miles doing Just this. doing podcasts. Just doing podcasts back and forth, carrying this I bet we. I bet we did it in more place than Kevin Smith. Uh, no, he, you know what? But he found a way to make money at it because he, he has several of them with, with partners, but... And uh, he's kind of like you, though. He just shows up. Somebody else yeah. does all the right. Yeah, does that's all, well, that does yeah. all the prep work. But he's the big name, so I'll give you that one. So he's the big name. So you're the minus big, the money part, as well, usual. Well, you're the big name in Pyro, so yes. you're the one that supposedly gets the people in here. But so, but they, um, the uh, he does them live at different like uh, clubs and thing, and they charge admission. Oh. So you know, if you get and they do it at like a Zanies, and they're always in Hollywood. Like they do the Hollywood Babylon. I mean, you know, it's like being a stand-up comic. If you get, you know, 300 people in there paying 50 bucks a head, you walk out there with seven, eight grand, right? Well, you could make this happen at the Hollywood Grill. 
Yeah, right. I know. I know someone there. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can make that yeah. happen at Hollywood Grill. We can do I, like a <laughs> charge admission. Like we'll give you a milkshake if you show up. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know if we get anybody to show up. That's well, we, if we gave them a milkshake, they'd probably show up. I know <laughs> your friend Paul would be there probably, and well, Louis, yeah, Louis well, would be well, there, and Paul. What do you mean, my friend? He's your friend too. Come on, <laughs> oh, come on. Not when it's costing me money. <laughs> uh, the only thing that costs me money is your coffee lately. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Well, let's talk. Oh boy. There's let's the talk air horn. shipping. Yeah. Let's talk shipping update, inventory update. Uh, you know, it's uh, last time we talked. We were at NFA. We had a great discussion with Ed and Steve from the NFA. That was a great. If anybody wants to listen to it, I think it was episode one sixteen or one fifteen where we had that interview with those guys and then if you watch the video um watch the video on our youtube channel you could see uh, all the video that we took from the the tour of the ports and stuff so since we talked last time with those guys we're a lot closer we're uh what are we made you were 60 days basically out from the fourth of july what uh, what are you seeing as far as let's go first with the uh let's go first with your uh with your wholesalers what, what do you think uh, well, wholesale orders are coming in, you know, um, people are not happy with prices, obviously, uh, but we all need to sell something and if they don't buy anything, they're going to have nothing to sell and won't be open. So, um, right. we're all just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen for retail. Are we going to make any money? Are we going to sell anything? I mean, obviously, you know, we're going right. to sell stuff, but, um, I just hope we don't sticker shock people too much. I'm really nervous about it. Um, I don't like the wholesale prices being that high. And I certainly, and it's just not only me, there's a, a lot more companies out there way richer than I am that are struggling with freight bills. And I'm struggling more and more and more and more. And I just, I, I don't know when it's going to stop. I really don't. It's just, it's sad. I, 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 everything I heard though said that it was kind of stabilizing, but in your world, no, not yet. In the hazmat no, world? no, I had a discussion Saturday night and, um, with who, with, uh, Rob Burke. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. now he's, he Dino's has wedding. seen, yes, he has seen uh, the big man's, right? I don't even call him Dino. I call him the big man. Now he's the oh, big man. Is that, is that it? He's a he, big man. He's yeah. like Prince or, or sting. He just went to a moniker now. Yeah. It's just a big man. Yeah. Okay. We're going to the big man's wedding. You All know? right. So, um, anyways, uh, I had talked with him. His freight is down ten thousand, but like you said, now all of a sudden his prices are too high because they came in on the old freight. But um, people are chomping at the bit to deliver those products. Right. You know the right. general merchandise. Our products, you know, thanks to everyone involved in hazmat and our government and God knows China's government and everybody else. And limited supply shippers, uh, we're stuck here in a stalemate. I mean, they're not going to lower these prices until I guess imagine you know supply and demand, and uh, yeah. And what you're going to see this year is I think you're going to see like <laughs> I've called it already before, um, a glut of the same items on the market. Everyone's got 500 grams. Everyone's got reloadables. Some got 200 grams. And no sparklers. No, very low novelty items. Now, a couple of people talked to me on Saturday that will be placing orders with me for some of that stuff who normally don't place any orders with me because, you know, they have their own fireworks. But now there's, uh, you know, they we all have the same items. Right. I have uh, a lot more items than some because they came in late. So, uh, okay. you, know, you, you don't want to lose the novelty items. That's what gets the kids. <clears throat> you love that novelty item. I love novelty. So you got like three or four, four of them, four novelty yeah, items. I mean, it just, it's yeah. just sad that it we're, sad. we're losing 
all these good products because of greed and because of the cost of labor and everything else that we can't control. Was well, it going to be a one-time, one-year thing, or think it's going to stick with the novelty items? Uh, it's going to get worse and worse. Yeah, I think so. Really. Yeah, because those factories don't want to do that. They want to. They want to make the bigger. They want to make the bigger item, yeah. more ring. You know. Yeah, but they don't understand that you. The little stuff brings the people in to buy the big stuff. Well, and then you lose. You know, kids like the novelty. Well, you lose the, the only, kids. Yeah. You lose the kids that bring in the parents. Right. You know. Um, but you know, today with the way the kids are, they really bringing in the parents, or the parents bringing the kids in. That's the difference of now versus years ago. I do know one thing kids dictate. You know, if we don't have smoke balls and the guy down the street does, they're going to go down the street. With the guy with the smoke balls. Yeah. Right. Um, but if no one's got smoke balls to offer, then then you're not going to see so, smoke balls. So you're going to see less and less variety. But it's not only in the fireworks industry. You're seeing it at the grocery store. Oh, everywhere. You're seeing it everywhere. So how much markup, I mean, is the markup larger on a, I probably know the answer, but is it larger on a 500 gram cake than it is on a pooping hen? I mean, just the margin. No, I mean, theoretically, the profit margin would be higher on, on small. a smaller item. Right. Uh, on the retail side, wholesale, it's, it's pretty just, much all the same markup, you know. On what, the retail? Retail side, it'd be a bigger markup. On the wholesale side, it's pretty much the, the same, same formula. Yeah, same formula. It's just... It's a lot easier to recover that formula on a, on smaller items because there's more to offer people. You know, if you get a 1-1... Right. A one-one cake, you can't even have the same profit margin because you're never going to sell it. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. So you have exactly. to change. You have to change the formula on. I do at least on the one-one pieces, and now it's going to get the same way on the nine-shot racks. Now I just entered in some more uh, containers coming in, and now nine-shot racks went up another five dollars a case. So that's another two hundred. That's another two dollars and fifty cents per item before you even put the freight on it. That's in, that's insane. Yeah, they just... And that's coming directly from the manufacturers in yeah, China. Yeah, So, well, raw materials are up. Yeah. Demand and, is up, raw materials are up. Raw materials will go down as soon as we're all stuck with a bunch of high-priced items. And I've heard, uh, I've heard, um, you know, I listen to the news or podcasts or whatever, and I've heard them say that the um, Shanghai is very bad and they're trying to get to a zero COVID policy and have no COVID whatsoever. And I know I've talked to you briefly about it. And you said you just think it's just a a way for the Chinese government or whoever to just completely just sandbag our economy completely. Yes, they're forcing the inflation back upon us. Yeah. And, you know, in one of my conversations last night, there's at least four that finally have said. For what? For people that are in my, you know, part of my Zoom meetings that I have at night and the stuff we talk about. But four of them... I'd love for you to record one of those meetings. No. <laughs> but four of them have agreed that what we've, what I've always known since day one, uh, not since day one, since about um, maybe two, three months after COVID was announced. I remember sitting with you in like November of 2020 in yes. Cabo. And, you, and you I said, it's going to be bad. Be yes, you I did. said, it's going to be bad. And then, you know, after about June, 
you know, far, I mean, Fargo, basically, we're on lockdown from March until, you know, maybe May and everything was back open in Fargo and they never looked back. No, never, 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 never. And I said, then it is becoming more political. And you look at the states that just kept us going for federal money. And now the people in China are finally agreeing that it is way political and they are using this as an excuse to just strengthen the shortages here in America, the supply chain mess up, you name it, the inflation. It's and 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 they can control their people a lot easier. And even now, their right. people are starting to realize we would still have a mask mandate in Chicago if we just if people just weren't up in arms about it and really. Claim because well, you know, I th- I think I think even to take your argument a step further, I think we would have a mask mandate still in this state if there wasn't a midterm election coming up. Oh yeah, uh, because they political for political reasons they just abandoned it. It was it was political to to have the mask mandate to yeah. say oh we need to do this and the other guy doesn't care about our right. safety right and then we're not going to take the vaccination because we don't trust it and then they're pushing vaccinations, um, right. you know. You know, a month ago they said, you know, well, it's their choice if they want to wear the mask on the airplane. And then next, you know, well, I got to fight that. You know, right, right. It's it's just all been it's just been a political, you know, crap show. And now I finally think the people in China are realizing the same thing, and people are going out of business. Shanghai people are suffering, but once right. again, their government—it's a communist government—and should be feared. But they're not, and their people do realize now it's just it's all it's all political, and um, yeah, yeah, and their yeah. master plan, you know, I I don't think their master plan is they're worried about COVID. If they're not worried about COVID, why don't they invest more money and invest more time and energy in a vaccination? Well, yeah, their vaccination supposedly isn't nearly as good as ours. Yes. So yeah. if it's not good and right. they know it, right. then you would be focused on right. that 24-7. Instead, they're focused on Ukraine and inflation and politics and everything else. Yeah. Well, so, at the end of the day, let's let's move on because we want to talk about yeah. this depressing stuff. So, um, so consumers are going to be affected. They're going to see a lot of the same products, maybe a slight dip in um, uh, novelty items. So if you want novelty items, get out and get them quickly, get them right away, buy them soon. Yeah. Uh, and what, what do you do? Um, and you're, I, I could tell we've talked about this at NFA. You're, you're like, your, your passion for fireworks is waning because it's such a, a daily stress. But so what, what do we do? What do you do to compensate? Are you just, is there anything you can do to compensate for your wholesalers? It is, it just, it is what it is, right? You can't, I mean, you can't. It's not like you can get buy one get one or anything like that, or offer them free shipping, or you can't. You can't do anything to help take the sting out of it because there's nothing, they, nothing anyone's done for you. I'm even going to make an announcement at the dealer show. You know, there's no secrets. Um, you know, at Star Fireworks, you know, if you complain about the price, I mean, here's what it is. Where we're located at versus California, we're running right around forty to forty-two thousand dollars. A container to the door. Okay. Divided by 68, 68 CBM on a container. We know that you're never going to get a container to hold 68, maybe 67.1, 66, 65, all odd shaped boxes, whatever the case is. But just say if it's at 68, 
you're talking about $575, $580, where we do the math, I don't know, it's even maybe $600. I had a captive price list at some point. Our CBM right now is $575 a CBM. You know, times that by 0 0.092, you know, and a, a bigger size box. You're talking about $50 for one case of freight. Yeah. Nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do as much as I hate it. There's nothing I can do. There's no more, well, give me 10%. I'll give you, pay me cash, give me 10% off. No, I don't want to hear There's anything no about room. it. There's no room. No, I'm stressed out as it is. Borrowed all kinds of money to make all this stuff happen. Uh, you know, you know, as a banker, it's, it's the formula is not working. And um, it's, it's a scary, it's scary times for everybody in the fireworks market and anyone giving away merchandise right. or I don't think anyone's giving nothing away because it's too, it, it costs them too much money to get it and they have nothing left over. Not like, Oh, let's move this product out. There's nothing to move out. It's all moved out. And all this stuff is at high, high prices. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no hidden tricks. There's no, Oh, you bought from the wrong factory. I'll say it again. The price of fireworks is not really up that much. It is the price of the freight. Yeah. And the freight is more than the actual product. So, I mean, you look at the freight, the freight's more than the actual product on everything. You look at the container, the freight's more than the product. But Bob Berg says his freight has come down $10,000. $10, yeah. Which is probably about 30%. Yeah. Because he probably pays about 30 grand. Right? I think he was paying about 28, maybe 27. Now he's down to 17, you know. But yours is still 40. 40, yep. And that, uh, that, that, there's bad. no, there's no explanation for that. No, I mean, well, it's, it's once again, it's supply and demand, you know, as products shut down in Shanghai and different areas, there's going to be more people to deliver goods and there's going to be less goods. So they'll all be chomping at the bit now to deliver your goods. Yeah. So they're not chomping at the bit to deliver my goods because they're hazmat. There's a very few carriers. And um, insurance is higher, you know, you name it down to, you know, regulations and Mr. Ding. We got them all. <laughs> Mr. We, we got Ding. them all. <laughs> Mr. Ding. Yeah. Oh, there you There's your air horn. There's my air horn.
I try to just bring like happy news lately, and and it's very hard to find. So. Isn't it amazing? A hard, <laughs> it's hard to find happy news in the world, not just about yeah. fireworks. Yeah. So, but there's a good one. Fireworks over Niagara Falls to run for 144 consecutive days beginning in May. Canada's longest running fireworks is returning to Niagara Falls. Have you ever seen this show? No. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, we'll we'll get a video of it sometime. I don't have one right now, but uh, tour Niagara Falls tourism announced. Uh, fireworks will run seven days a week from May to October, 144 consecutive days of lights in the sky over Niagara Falls. The fireworks can be seen from both sides of the American and Canadian Falls and is known to be one of the best places to see fireworks no matter which side of the border you're on. Um, the return of the Niagara Falls fireworks builds, an builds on an extraordinary lineup of entertainment options for the summer season, continuing to showcase our city's reputation as Canada's Entertainment Capital, said Janice Thompson, President and CEO of Niagara Falls Tourism. So uh, fireworks uh, begin Friday, May 20th, run through Monday, October 10th, each night, 10 o'clock, free to view, uh, but you have to pay to park in some parking lots. 
Um, you know, uh, let's see. You know what? It's, how long does that show every night? They say. No, it doesn't say how long, but it's and it doesn't say how much they're paying every night, but it's probably a five ten minute show. Yeah, I'd say probably a good five minute show. Fireworks have been thrilling visitors to Niagara Falls for years with breathtaking displays overlooking the world famous falls. Nightly shows are yet another reason to spend the night and explore all that Niagara Falls has to offer day and night. Um, president of the Tourism Partnership of Niagara Falls says, "Have you ever been to Niagara Falls?" Yes, I uh, see Niagara Falls. I liked it a lot. Um, they say that the falls are a better view from the Canadian side. Mm-hmm. So I did the Canadian side. I never did the New York side, so I did the Canadian side. But, yeah, very pretty. Uh, I didn't go on the ship with the raincoat and go right next to the falls and get splashed on. I didn't do that. But just overlooking it, it's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 impressive. It's like a little Wisconsin Dells, so they got like, right. um, you know, or like a Branson or whatever. They yeah, got the or Ferris uh, wheel, the, you know, go-karts. Yeah, <laughs> or um, I was just in San Francisco, the Fisherman's Wharf area, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that area. It's like, yeah, that type of tourist town. Yeah. So. But, you know, it's got the fall, so that's yeah. exciting. No, so, it is. Yeah, and you go right across the border, you go to Windsor, go to strip clubs, and get some blueberry or set. Uh, Windsor is by Detroit, though. Yeah. So uh, Niagara Falls are... Uh, uh, Niagara Falls are uh, more up... It's by Buffalo. Yeah, by Buffalo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where I had to go for my passport. Yeah. Not yeah. knowing I was so close to Niagara Falls. Yeah. I should have just went there. Yes. All right. Phoenix City Council votes in favor of summer firework ban. So now we got a bad one. After, oh. after an hour-long discussion of whether or not the city of Phoenix should ban the use of fireworks during the summer of 2022, the council voted in favor 4-2 to two to go through with the ban. Yeah. Although several council members brought up points of the ban taking away Americans' rights, traditions, and memories that families will make lighting fireworks and the risk of and the risk of fires starting due to the ongoing drought and expected extreme fire risk danger this summer was enough to get the motion passed. This means effective from June twenty second through December twenty second, the use and sale of any fireworks in the city of Phoenix will be prohibited. I keep looking at the weather for Fargo, and there's nothing but there's flood bans, so flood warnings. So you're okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm um, I'm glad about the wetness. I hopefully to. The middle of the state, um, you know, out west in North Dakota is uh, gets some uh, heavy rain as well because they need it. You know, it's always a drier area. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Then, and you just had a lot of snow up there. I mean, hopefully it'll be warm enough for, for the demo show. I hope so. I mean, you know, it's one of them, you know, rain or shine type of shows, but um, it's certainly better when it's a little warmer. I mean, it's just been yeah. so cold up there and the winter just never ends. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you can make it out there again, don't just don't hesitate. Give a give a call. If it's our fire, put your name on the list. I'd like to know how many people got how many chicken wings to buy. We're going to have plenty of uh, hot coffee and hot cocoa. So you're good. Yeah. You'll see Poppy on his birthday and Dino right after his wedding. Yeah. So, um and when we were in, and let's let's take a little detour. When we were in uh, NFA, when we were in, um, where were we? Mobile. When yes. We were in Mobile, Alabama. A couple people came up to me at the booth. You were walking around doing your usual thing, and uh, a couple people actually asked us to talk about um, about building or leasing a, a building for selling fireworks. Okay. So um, I can certainly share my insight on that, and you could from from the from the uh, business standpoint of it, and I can kind of guide you to how to do it. So end of the day, um, I mean, you know, you own 
your facilities you own obviously in Fargo and whatever and, and you're you're you know in a position to do that so uh, from your standpoint um, what would you what's your thoughts on the pros and cons and when would you recommend doing it and not doing it well if you're gonna do a building rental right because you rented and you were getting kicked out basically well yeah and that's but why you decided to build if you're gonna do a building rental um, then it would, I would definitely try and do short-term rentals in various locations, you know, open up for the season. It's like a Halloween store. Right, but that doesn't work if you're going to be a wholesaler. Yeah, now if you're going to be a wholesaler and all that, of course, it's advantageous to own, but a lot of people can't own. So, um, you know, finding a rental place uh, that allows you to do fireworks, and in most cases in most cities now, I think they have to be sprinklered, and... The important thing is we ran across last year when we were uh, looking for some locations. For temporary. For temporary. Uh, the owner has to have insurance that would cover a fireworks place. Well, right. Which the a lot of insurance companies can't even write that policy. So a lot of times you find the owner saying, well, I don't want to switch companies and my company that can't even write a policy for fireworks. Well, you could usually just like insure for one month or insure over what you got, but you're over insured, but then just pass that cost along to them. But yeah, but you couldn't, tenant. but they, but they can't do it with their current insurance company. Well, right. But you add a different, so I would company. have to add a different insurance company, which would be my insurance company over insure them, you know, for that two week period, which right. is, uh, you know, is what you might have to do. But, you know, something tells me if you don't have a building, then you might not even have right. the insurance either, you know. Right, right. So, but, I mean, at the end of the day, if you could afford to have the building, I think you would recommend to be the, you know, control your own destiny. I, I mean, would because you can get kicked out at any time, right. you know. So, and the bad thing is the equity requirement, right? The yes. cap, you need capital, you need capital infusion. You're going to need capital to do it. Luckily, and you didn't start owning; you started renting, and then basically they came in and said, "Well, We're what I do is I, I owned a building, I didn't own the land. Yeah, you were on I, a land I was on a land lease, right? So that's what um, was bad for me." But, you know, look at how many Walgreens are on land leases and other places well, are on land leases. Right, and that's why Walgreens does that, because they don't want to put the capital into the buildings. Every grocery store is, is a land lease. Is a land lease, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of restaurants are that So way. it works. I think land leases, and I have a few land leases still in, uh, in, in on the books, but um, they're not as bad as, you know, where you're just renting the building because you don't control nothing then. Right. Well, at least you own the building and you could theoretically sell it at some point in time. Mm -hmm. But you have to be worried about the, you know, the guy with the trump card come in and say, hey, you know yeah. what, we're, we're calling this in. And I'm sure, you know, have a lawyer look at the documentation, but there's probably a provision in there where they can come and take it over at any time. So, but... If you well, you, you know, at that point, you know, who's the bigger fish? Is it the guy who owns the building or the guy who owns the land? I mean, obviously, you'd think, well, maybe it's the land, but the guy that owns the land and he has this big monster building on it that he doesn't own, he he's either got to get that away from you as well, or so he could do something else with it. So, so they have to pay you off for the building. You probably have to pay off for the well, building. Well, it, it depends again. It depends on how that contract and is how your lease is. How the too. lease is written. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends on how the land lease is. If he wants to break the lease, yeah. If he wants right. to break the lease, he's going to have to probably pay, pay, you know, pay up for it. Yeah. But if he uh, bides his time, waits for the lease to come up, and there again, you know, 
structuring a good lease is, you know, that's, as we all know, that that's key in banking and business and everything else. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend doing it, just going in gung ho and doing yeah. it to know what you do. And, and, uh, you know, and I, I think you'll agree. And, uh, you know, it's always good to make friends with your banker and, and not that you got to go, you know, take, go to their wedding, but you to at least be friendly with your banker. And, uh, you know, there's a saying in banking, open kimono, right? You, you communicate with them all the time. Let them know what you're doing. No surprises. They appreciate that. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you want to build a building or if you want to buy a building, buy a headquarters, be prepared to put anywhere from 10 to 25% down. Basic math, you buy a million-dollar building, you're going to need about hundred grand or to 250 grand just for the capital. And now let's now, if we got to do any improvements, you're going to have to borrow that or you're going to need them. And that's less money you could spend on fireworks that year. Yes. Right? So that's the problem. So the equity requirements are huge. And then these days, you could do something and look it up. It's an SBA 504. You could look that up. And that's where you can only come up. That's where you're only required to come up with 10% down. So in the same theory, a million-dollar building, you only got to come up with hundred grand, but the bank has to come up with the rest. But the bank is insured or you know whatever over the the, the 400 basically the way it works out the bank has 500,000 in the deal the SBA has 400 and you have 10 so that's a way to get into it with, with less equity only 10% but still you got to come up with 10% and you're going to have to pay a, and there's a lot of fees there's a lot so of, that million dollar building at the end of the day could be a million 50 oh yeah on the books oh at least, yeah at least with yeah, the yeah. fees yeah with the yeah. fees and everything but if you don't have if you don't have two hundred fifty thousand, you only got a hundred. That's the way to do it. But you have to be in business for a couple years. You have to show good cash flow. You always have to show a profit because the SBA is going to underwrite to the, the business. So and you're going to guarantee. You're going to guarantee that personally, and you're going to guarantee your business is going to guarantee it. So anything goes wrong, the bank and the SBA can come after you personally, and they can come after your business. So. You, you know, at, at the end of the day, do you want to just write a check every month and pay rent? But then you're at the whimsy of your landlord, or do you want to own? But the, the pro of owning is you control your own destiny, and you are hopefully building equity. I mean, you have warehouse space in Fargo. If at the end of the day you decided to stop selling fireworks, you can lease it or sell yeah, it. Yeah, I still have the building. Yeah, you still have the building. So that's, that's kind of like... My nice advice, I think, uh, nowadays... Go get a job at Google. Forget fireworks <laughs> industry. Forget owning. Don't do nothing. Just go to Google. Become one of the you know robots. Go to work every day, nine to five or eight to six or whatever. And eh, uh, you don't believe get, that. get your you just get your paycheck and be done. Yeah, you you don't believe. No, I believe it. No, let me tell you, you something. <laughs> I should have retired last year. I would be worth a heck of a lot more money. That's for sure. Well, we'll talk on July fifth. We'll see when yeah. that stuff comes in. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. If it's as good as last July fifth. I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be at Google looking for. I'll be at, I'll yeah. be at Google uh, sweeping the floors though because I don't really know you're, nothing. You're, you're you're breaking my heart. You're so frustrated and you're so. I'm, I'm done. I'm. So you're, beat look, up. You're, you're I'm beat up. You're sitting in your jacket. You don't I'm even, beat up. Yeah, you're, you're just, I've never, you're disheveled. You're, There's no blood thrown, flowing through my veins anymore. <laughs> put, I'm going to put your picture on a, on, uh, a, on a milk carton. Have you seen yeah, this man? Yeah, yeah. Like show like the happy picture and say, exactly. have you seen this man? Because exactly. we haven't seen him now yeah, in about, right, well, we haven't seen him in almost like two years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, very well, bad. All right. Well, then you know what? Let's, this is a good segue. Then we'll do this. This is a we do our fake cues, right? All right, and uh, we haven't done one in a while. And this one I have. This is get ready for another episode of fake cues with Johnny Star and 
This one is the frustration edition, John. Oh, perfect. All right, two uh, two prominent people. I'll put it in front of you there. All right. Wait, you have here. You got one in your packet. Open up your packet so I can read mine. As we listen to our singer sing our theme song. All right, so this is fake Q. So we have two famous quotes, and this is the frustration edition. We have two. No, yeah, you, wait, go back a little. No, they go the other way. You missed it. How did I miss it? I don't know. You did. Ah, there it is. There All it right. Is. Oh, you even got the color picture. Look oh, at you. nice. See, I'm trying to help you out, John. All right, there you go. So we got and we got two guys. Dale Carnegie, who I'm sure you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me. Dale Carnegie was born in Missouri in, 19, in 1888 and died in 1955. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He's a, uh, what is he, writer, lecturer, how to win friends and influence people, how to stop worrying and start living, um, developer of courses in self-improvement, salesmanship, corporate training, public speaking, interpersonal skills, born into poverty on a farm in Missouri, John. Dale Carnegie. All right. And then we got. I like him already. And then we got Antonio Banderas. Okay, the only frustration... Jose Antonio Banderas, what? <laughs> the only frustration Antonio Banderas had was when he got when the bird hit him in the head on the roller coaster. Oh, I don't know. The remember. man, is, you know, he's got the world by the rear end. He, you know, he's a movie actor. He relies on other people's money at all times, so he doesn't really have to do that's anything, so, just recite right, so his words. You have more respect for Dale Carnegie. Thank you, okay, yes. That's what you're trying to say. All right, well, he's an actor, filmmaker. Uh, Jose Antonio Dominguez Banderas, Bandera, born August 10th, 1960, in uh, Malaga, Andalusia, Spain. Yes. Yeah, and uh, he's, he's been an actor since 1982. He's yeah, he's had a lot of frustration. Won awards. He's been uh, known to be with some women. Was he married to what's her name? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where is it? I've given up on a lot of movie stars. Personal life. Uh, Roman wants him to describe himself as an agnostic. What's an agnostic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, relationships. Um, yeah, Melanie Griffith. Oh, yeah. Mel- yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that, yeah. Uh, Dakota Johnson, his stepdaughter, Dakota Johnson, has stated that she considers Banderas part of the family, calling him a bonus dad. He went underwent surgery. There, he's got something bad. He went under underwent surgery for a benign tumor in his back in uh, 2009. So. Yeah, that was probably like the, the like the hardest day he had <laughs> since 1982. Man, I didn't think you'd every be so day upset. since 1982 has been like a benign tumor in my back. I didn't think you'd be so upset with Antonio Banderas. I did not. <laughs> so anyway, so here's the two quotes, and the, your job is to to put the quote with the guy. So the first one: expectation is the mother of all frustration. Number two quote. Our fatigue is often caused not by work, but by worry, frustration, and resentment. Okay. Who said what? I think Dale Carnegie said the second one, and I think Antonio said the first one. You are correct. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the second one is way more words. And more way more words. Bad. You know, I can just see, I can just see Antonio <laughs> Benez. Expectation is the mother of all frustration. He's not the okay? godfather. Okay. <laughs> He's not the godfather, but he's an actor, so he can't say anything unless somebody writes it for him. Yeah, exactly. And then the person writing, he, he wasn't going to pay for the big the big lines. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely there. But, um, no, those are both very good sayings. And, um, and yes, I believe 
our fatigue, you know, when you go to work and you're just beat up all day long, you're, you're, you're tired. And you yeah. mentioned that many years ago in banking with your, oh, yeah, one the, of your past bosses, <laughs> when they would, when the audits would finish, he would just like undo his time. Like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah, the beatings will continue yeah. until morale improves. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I've so, been feeling that a lot lately. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. <laughs> the beatings will continue until the morale, until the morale improves. improves. I love that I, one. I, I, I think that may be the, the name of this, uh, this podcast, unless it's too long. Done. I don't no, know. No, no, that's okay, fine. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I like it too. <laughs> beatings will continue until the morale improves. And that's yeah. a good, that, that's exactly what you could talk about shipping, right? Same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, yes, okay. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're going to beat you into having a smile on your face. We're going to overcharge you until you take it and take it happily. Well, you know, and that's what I said Um I, you know, I learned from uh, the old mobsters, you know, when they go to weddings, they eat and they leave right away. And now people would always question. They would say, why is he leaving so fast? You know, there's a guy he's so famous and he's leaving so fast. And I know why he leaves fast. Why? Because people will come up to him and they'll want to talk to them. And I was, you know, known a lot of people and they would come up to him and they'd want to. Talk to him about business. And the man's trying to have some enjoying time, you know. So as you know, when the big man got married and I went after dinner, I said, okay, I got to go. See you guys all later. And everyone started laughing at me because I said, no, because sooner or later, this one's going to come over asking for a raise. This one's going to come over and talk about shipping. This one's going to say, hey, I just got word, you know. So I know now why the mobsters all left right away at a wedding. It wasn't because they're antisocial, because they're not going to be able to enjoy themselves because everyone's going to come up to them and complain. I I find that quite ironic from a guy who made us chase um, Owen Wilson to Land's End to get his picture with him. It's. You were be- you were bothering him, and he was in Land's End. And now- okay, but once again, he was an intruder on my beach. It's not your beach. It's my beach. He was there. He was a paying customer. He was he a renting own- he customer. Could- you don't know that. You don't know. He might own a house up there. He doesn't. I already checked it out. <laughs> I I know, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know what I? You know what I found distracting is. I think we saw, I saw Tanner, I saw Soren, mm-hmm. I saw Bridget, a bunch of names from Fargo, but what was really disturbing is like, I, I didn't know some of their names and I was standing next to your father. He knew their names. He's way sharper than I am. It's amazing. He, some names he remembers. He names other he people. He doesn't. Yeah. Ryan was there. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan was came there. up to me and he left and you know, and I'm like, man, I, I, I've talked to him a million times and I just, mm-hmm. but I'm only there 10 days out of yeah. the year. So you're, but your dad is probably there for a month and well, a half. Yeah. So. He gets to know them all. And then, you know, and then how yeah. many times he said, what's her name again? Bridget. I'm like, you yeah. know, and a lot of those guys are warehouse guys and I, I'm up front with the girls. So yeah. I mean, you didn't know the Bridget was the only one that I, and, uh, yeah. And I didn't even, and I don't even know half of their names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, that's, um, I think that's, um, kind of what it is with my dad. He's there so much that he does get to know their name after a while, you know, yeah. but he was getting really good at the, with the bartenders at Esquina too. I mean, one year it was just brutal, you know, but this year he mean? was oh, pretty he good. couldn't remember, him? Couldn't no, remember their names. You know, he kept calling them the wrong name, you know, All right. but, uh, yeah, he's uh, getting pretty good. Let's do some Fargo news. Fargo. Bismarck Fargo, among the cleanest U.S. cities for low air pollution level, reports fine. Uh, each year, American Lung Association releases, releases air pollution report card, 
And Fargo ranked 25th of the cleanest U.S. cities for year-round particle pollution. Uh, North Dakota Department of Health monitors air pollution for 10 of North Dakota's 53 counties. So in all nine of North Dakota's counties with complete data of the report, we're given an A for low levels of ozone pollution. So if anybody ever complains and says, you know, fireworks are damaged, they, uh, you know, pollute the air, you could say, well, Fargo's pretty good. You're right? Yes. Well, I mean... I would think it would be only because there's so much farmland and so little people living it's there and so surprising. much traffic. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't surprise me. And then what is this highways in North Dakota opening back up? Well yeah, that was after the that was after the snow. Oh was, the big snow. I was storm. gonna skip skip that story. Oh okay. I'm just that looking was, for it. Yeah. That was more relevant a couple of weeks ago when we yeah. were trying to do this. And and I know we talked about this a little earlier. Um, oh, uh, labor shortage. Right. <laughs> I love this labor shortage. Can, I I can't wait to get your input on this one. So yeah, wait, please enlighten me about the labor shortage. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, where's my story? Hold on. There's a labor shortage in North Dakota. <laughs> um, it cracks me up. <laughs> Flights here. Flights canceled in North Dakota with a finger pointed at the labor shortage. Blame it on an unprecedented labor shortage and Allegiant Airlines is canceling some flights serving Bismarck and Minot because of the staffing problems. However, there has been no mention that flights would be canceled from Fargo or Grand Forks. Allegiant is apologizing for the frustration and inconvenience and will try to give customers as much notice as possible as they can make other travel arrangements. Airline says it's offering extra incentives to attract and retain employees, including higher wages, higher wages, bonuses, and a work schedule flexibility. Yes, John, the, what, the labor shortage is, I, you know, I, our buddy Mike Citrano is just here today, and he's complaining. He, he's in a little different situation. He's an upholsterer, and he has a craft. And, you know, but he's telling me he would have a labor shortage. There was 90 percent unemployment <laughs> because it's a craft right. that a lot of people don't do anymore. Right. And it, I understand that. But he actually said he's got some people that want to work from, but they want to work from home. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. You can have a sewing machines in everyone's house. I know. The labor shortage is, okay. is stupid. And My question is, is where did they all go? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't mean, know. at some point now, you know, I know some areas are still giving money and and everything but i i really honestly think the biggest problem with the labor shortage is uh, it's so frustrating I, i'm not going to blame the young people but i'm going to just say this all right i think there are a lot of people who would rather just live on less and do less bingo instead of get more and do more and, you know, and I, and I see it all the time. So it's like, well, if I can make $400 a week, I really don't want to go to work for $700 a week. I'll just buy less. I'll just stay home more because they don't care to go out there. I think they're so wrapped up on their telephones and their video games. And it's not, I'm not even talking young. I'm, there's 30 year olds that are more wrapped up in their <coughs> video games well, and right. recluses and introverts that... But they're not going to movies. They're they're sitting in they're living in their parents' house, streaming. They yeah. don't go on dates. They don't try and court they, a woman. No, they, they don't. They're, they, they're happy staying home. They don't. Or pop, mom and pop are paying for it. They everything. don't care if they get a driver's license because it's really not that important to them. Because you know, like I was talking with a friend of mine, he's like, "Well, he's yeah, my daughter's going to college, and now my wife's going to have to drive her 
down to DePaul every day and they live in Palatine. I'm like, what? what is that car that you've been saving for her in the garage is Audi A6 because they're oh, certainly not a, a nice. poor family. Yeah. Yeah, she just didn't want to go for the driver's license and the whole COVID thing. And I'm like, oh my God. So oh. you didn't take driver's ed because of COVID. You didn't. So, but there's no motivation. COVID or no COVID, I would have went and got a God darn driver's <laughs> license. Yes. I mean. You would think. But. <clears throat> You know, and my own nephews were the same lazy way, you know. Uh, They didn't want to put mulch out front underneath all my bushes, you know. Uh, I want to work, Uncle John, but I don't want to do that. So so you got a bunch of people sitting at home. They want to work. They'll tell you. But they want to do But we don't know what. On their own terms. Yes. We don't even know what they want to do. They don't even know what they want to do. We've all done jobs we don't want to do growing up. I'm still doing it. You know, well, you know. (laughs) That's okay. So, and, then, and so maybe, I don't know. So I had a situation last weekend and uh, maybe you have an opinion on this. I'm sure you do. You have an opinion. I, on I have I'm an sure opinion on everything. So my son graduate finally from uh, Western Michigan. I was going to bring him up too. Oh, were you? Okay. So he, he graduated. <laughs> and so he, uh, he, you know, and the ceremony was supposed to be Saturday and Saturday was the same day of Dino's wedding. So this past Saturday. So, but my son calls me on the Wednesday before. And says, hey, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful. I, I really, you know, I just, I don't want to walk the stage. I don't, you know, nobody else is doing it. It's not a thing that kids do these days. It's kind of silly, whatever. I don't want to do it. Would you, would you be disrespected if I didn't do it? And me, I was just like, well, first of all, what does your mother think? And he said, she doesn't care. And I said, okay, well, I said, but you know, you may regret this later in life. You may want to have said you did this. And I said, just wait till tomorrow. Think about it. Sleep on it. Don't, you know, you have your cap and gown. We can certainly take pictures at home, go to dinner, have a party, whatever. But so, and then I, the next morning I walked around the bank and there's analysts who are younger in their mid twenties, right? A little older than my son. My son's just graduating. And I asked, and every one of them, not one of them, walk their graduation not one of them so it is definitely the younger attitude not one of them did it in fact i talked to one girl that where i work she said i was so drunk and hung over the day of my ceremony that and my parents were there they made me do it she said that i was so drunk and hung over that i slept through it my parents were there and it was in the football field or whatever they called my name to this day they still think i walked across the stage when it was over she put her cap and gown on got out of her dorm room or her apartment went to the football field found her parents in the field and said did you see me whatever but you know so they her parents to this day so at least my son didn't screw with me and he told me the truth and he if i would have made him do it he would have done it but i was at the end of the day i'm like well then i get to go to dino's wedding but that's the thing they don't care about anything you know it was I think when you pay for your own college and you really work hard and you do all these things on your own because you want to go there, yeah. you want to walk down that aisle, you want to hear the commencement speech. You know, no kid, okay. if you ask him, wants to do anything. He's not going to do anything. You know, it was more, well, a, it was more of a mandatory thing. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, you know, I, it's like you pay all this money for him to go to college, and he can't even show up for the graduation. Well, and then their defense lately, the last couple of years, and they all use the excuse of COVID. So now they're working. Yeah, we don't know anybody. Well, right. We're working from home. more remotely. Uh, you know, I'm in a room yeah. with four guys. All, all the analysts you talked to was before COVID. 
Yeah, it was about three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but they still didn't want to do and it. And I, and I bet if you ask every one of them, they didn't pay for their college either. No, no they probably did not. They pay. probably didn't. Yeah. So I, I think there's a, a coincidental factor there. The game. Yeah, they have no skin in the game. And going to this is just like, oh, this is just stupid. And you'll see when they come home, you'll see how motivated and how fast he gets a job. Right. If you don't step in and oh, you will step in. No, no, no. He's, you he's will step to, in. He has to get a job. I know. And you'll step in. What do you mean but I'll step in? You'll step in and make sure that he does get a job. Oh, yeah. And I've you'll be like, had, yeah, yeah, you'll be. Offers yeah, for exactly. Him. Yeah. yeah. You got the three offers for him. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, will, he'll have to do the job and he'll have to go apply. <laughs> we like, hope. Well, you, we may, hope. you may have to do the job walk for him. him over there. Yeah. I mean, but I do see this all the time. And that's the whole thing. It's lack of motivation, lack of, I don't have to be really better because things are just fine the way they are. That's the sad part. There's no, yeah, there's no, uh, no, no, there's no urgency desire to, to do better. And I've said it before, you know, you have a brand new truck, you got a gas card, you got your insurance paid, you got a roof over your head, you know, you got clothes on your back. You don't care. And you don't even care to go out anyway. So it doesn't really matter. So a lot of these people are just, and I'm not even saying children or kids. I'm just saying a lot of people in general are feeling that way. Like, yeah, you know what? Work's not that important to me because dinners are not that important to me. The movie theater's not that important. You know, none of these things are important to people anymore. So I do think the labor shortage has got a long way to go, but I right. still want to know where the rest of them are. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, they're, like you said, when we started this conversation, I think they just, they, they're okay doing with less. Yeah. yeah, and I and I do think a lot of the servers were able to move into the corporate sector. A lot of the restaurant people. A lot of the restaurant people that had college education, college graduates get stuck in a rut being a bartender, you know, not the end of the world. But a lot of them were able to move into the corporate sector because so many other people were getting out of it, you know. Yeah, but what about these airline employees? And then, yeah, I mean... I don't know where they're at. I don't know. I don't know what any of them are doing. All I know is, you know, I, I had a scuffle at one of the Dunkin' Donuts earlier and, <laughs> and, uh, her, you know, my point was I'm in business. I want to be, I want to have good service. I want to give you good quality stuff and I'll make sure to be there for you and I'll make sure whatever it takes to do everything. And, I get a cup of coffee that's not even stirred because that's just too lazy. You know, you can you know, just, I, their, 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 yeah. their method of stirring now is putting the cream and sugar on the bottom and then pouring a the coffee over it. You know, yeah. they, there's no more spoon. They don't need that, you know, whatever, but it's not their coffee. It's mine. Yeah. So you have that, you go to pay, they don't have change and they're like, well, just, that's all right. I'll just, just leave, you know, just give me more money and I'll just put it in my tip jar later. You didn't earn a tip. Well, right. So your, so your advice for me not having exact change for a cup of coffee is not lowering the price. It's, oh, just pay me more and throw it in a tip jar. <laughs> and, and I gave her a piece of my mind <clears throat> yeah. and I walked out, you know. But um, that's their mentality. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, my yeah. mentality is to do a good job, to make sure I have change, to make sure I have right. staff. Yeah, we're sending Poppy to the bank. I mean... Well, 
look, U.S. Bank, Nobody's trying. Nobody's trying. U.S. Bank now, they send you a check and the and the title, and they want you to perfect their lien for them. I'm like, well, I'm not a banker. No. Do this work yourself. And, and then they send you nasty letters when it's not done on time. I don't work for the bank. Uh, exactly. I pay you every month to take care of this. You should have perfected this lien. And, and by the way, we did this 90 days ago. We're, we're, why, why am I getting this now? And I'm getting threatening mail to tell me mm-hmm. to do it sooner. This is craziness. But... And I can, I can relate to that because I work at a bank as well. And I had a meeting on Friday and I was late to like my first meeting in my career pretty much. And it's just because there is such a labor shortage though. And we don't have people to work and they expect me to do the work of five people. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally at my desk answering emails, doing this, doing that and running and then running. And I know Chicago traffic has been ex- Extremely horrible lately. I knew I was going to cut it close, and sure enough, I was—I could have made it on time or early if there wasn't traffic. But I was ten minutes late, and I'm—I had to call the guy when I'm on my way there. I apologize, traffic is really bad, and I left late. But I left late because I was doing the work of four people. I didn't have time to prepare for this meeting. I didn't have time to write anything down. I didn't have time to do anything because now they're expecting you to do the work of five people, and that's just—that's corporate yep. America these days. They're saving money by not paying people. And we talked about this a long time and They're ago. not giving raises. They're no. not doing anything. No. They're just, you know, and they and they wonder why there's a labor shortage and they wonder why people just have given up. And maybe that's but part of it. Sometimes the money's just not there. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, and maybe that's just part of it. But once again, you know, when it comes to raises and all that, and, you know, I know this conversation is going to come up, I'm sure, this week. And they're they're all going to be for a rude awakening because, you know, uh, you know, I see it all over. I see bartenders. I see servers. I see people at dealerships, corporate world everywhere. It's like it's a big deal to do things. And they make it sound like when you have a problem and you go to them and they work for the company, it's like. Well, it wasn't my fault, but I guess I'll have to do it. Well, I don't, I know I'm not going to do it. I don't work here. You know, mm-hmm. you go to a grocery store and the guy's like, well, it's not that hard to self checkout. Right. Well, you know what? If it's so easy, then I'm glad you're here. Well, right. Oh yeah. Because you have the training. I don't. And right. if you, if I miss an item and then you want to chase me out in the parking lot because I didn't pay for something, then you know what? Ring it up yourself. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, you know, and you know what the first, the first business to start that was the gas station business. It became, you know, self-service. Well, yeah, it's outside. Yeah. And you go to places like New York and other cities and they still pump your gas for you, you know? Oh, do they? Oh yeah. Cabo, they do it. Yeah. And, um, but you know, it's just like the more we let it slide down, the more it slides down. But unfortunately we're our only ones to blame. But my point is if you want to raise, you have to earn it. You have to do something different. This is not a you know, bartenders are huddled in a corner texting each other or talking with each other. And they think they're doing it. They really think they're good bartenders. Right. They think they're doing a good job because right. they showed up. Right. And that's the part I hate yeah. the most. And, and you, that's just it. You let it slide and you lose you lose something every time and you just slips away. And, and I have to, that's actually, it'll segue into our last little thing here. And training is, all right. that's another thing that went down too. I, I went to, I went to a grocery store the other day on a Saturday morning. I love going early. I'm up early. There's nobody in there. And you know, I, cause I would slip my wrist if I had to go at noon. Cause yeah. it's just a nightmare with all the people. But, and 
I had like a cart full of stuff. And usually and Pauline works at a grocery store, so she usually does the shopping. But I went and I had a cart full of stuff. And then I get and there's no there's literally not one checkout. Yes. And I'm like, well, I you know, I get to the self checkout and the guy's like, Yeah, self checkout. I go, How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna self checkout? I have a cart full. I go, I haven't prepared for this. You have a little... Yeah, a little square. A, a little square. I need another cart. I need a bagger. I need help here. Yeah. And he goes, well, no, it's easy. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I said, I'm that, I'll go I'll go somewhere else where I have my yeah, wife. Yeah, leave the cart. I, that's what I did. And yeah. he goes, no, 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 I'll do it for you. I go, okay, if you're going to do it, that's fine. You do it and you figure this out. He said, but... I'm going to spend a hundred dollars here and, and I'm, I don't want, I have no training on. This and equipment. you're, yeah. And you're not getting a discount no, for doing it yourself. No, no. So that's why I will go on record right now, folks. You know, if you're going to go to self-checkout, take something for yourself. <laughs> You've heard it. Do here. it for yourself. Take it for yourself. All right. Well, here's what, here's the last I, story. I pay for the ham. I take the bread. There you go. I do something. You, take you, something you, for you, yourself. Yeah, that's right. You it's deserve just, it. Take it. There you go. Except if you're at Starfire. Johnny Star discount. Well, no, well, we, we bag it. We bag it for we you. We bag it and we check you out. Yes, we do. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, no self checkout at Starfire. No, yeah. no, no, no. Right. So here's here's a story. Don't downplay how dangerous fireworks are. This is obviously by a disgruntled lady. This one here. Kit, oh boy. Kitsap son. It's near way near the end. Okay. All right. And this is going to lead into our our last little. Uh, what would Johnny do? Okay. There it is. Yeah. All right. And uh, it's from Port Orchard. And I, if you want to Google on your phone while I'm reading this, I don't know where Port Orchard is, but it's got to be in the state somewhere. Uh, in voting against Port Orchard's proposed ban on fireworks, Council Member Sean Cuchardi is quoted as saying, we haven't seen fires. We haven't seen significant injuries. This is incorrect on both accounts. There are numerous fires started every year. And this past New Year's Eve, a man blew up a firework in the Manchester Port area. He died of his injuries two days later. Where is this at? Washington State. Washington State. Despite repeated injuries, there has been a media blackout on this, most notably from the Kitsap Sun. Allowing deaths, injuries, fires, and environmental degradation to happen from the toxins released straight in the waterway by the bombs flies in the face of what the city and the county purport to support. Setting off fireworks, personal fireworks, is only legal in the county for 12 hours a year from 11 to 11 on July 4th. Enforcement of that would go a long way toward placating those who want to ban them altogether. So there's, they want to ban the fireworks altogether, but now this guy is saying, you know, they're only legal from 11 to 11 on July 4th, so we need to enforce that or we need to ban them altogether because... So this guy is saying that there's a lot more injuries, a lot more things involved. But, you know, there's fires, there's there's this, there's that, but nobody's reporting it, and we need to report it. We need to show people how dangerous fireworks are. Don't downplay that, or we're going to just ban fireworks completely. You know, and, and you, that's that's the point of this is you, 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 it's a sliding scale, right? And then you if you if you placate to the the two or three people that are complaining so much. And, you know, we see that with woke stuff all the time. If you placate to that side of it and then but you're going to take the rights away from from all these people. Well, when it gets, um, you know, when it comes down to reporting things. Well, OK, well, that you want them to report fireworks in, incidents, but there's millions of things going on in America that nobody reports. There's there's all kinds of stuff that nobody's reporting. So that's like. Forget right. that noise. And, and, and I venture to say that this guy who blew off his hand, he shouldn't have been holding the firework in his hand. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, but once again, we're in a world now that we want to please everyone. And we all know by trying to please everyone, you please right. nobody. Right. Exactly. So I agree with the statement is if it's only legal between 11 and 11, then yes, enforce the other times that people are blowing off that there's in, there's fines imposed. Right. We're not going to allow it. And we're going to enforce it. You're going to get to court. You're going to pay whatever the case is. So, you know, don't take away fireworks because you can't enforce the law. Right. See, you you can't enforce the law here in Chicago to keep someone out of the park at, after 11 o'clock when the park's closed. You have a hard time kicking people out because you can't, anything you do, right. you get in trouble for. So so that means we should ban parks then altogether. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, or or let <coughs> or let the police enforce Right. The times any way they know how. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is what it is. Nobody can enforce nothing because anytime you go to enforce something, there's people yelling and screaming that, you know, they hurt me and they did this and I wasn't doing nothing. Everyone's minding their own business, but everyone's, you know, always in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. It seems to, to boils down to today is you can't enforce it. So ban it or get rid of like all the laws like in the park. Forget parks open 24 hours then. You know, you get shot, you get killed in a park, whatever, do whatever you want. Yeah, we don't care. So, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, all right. And, but that's part of what's going on. And my point here is when you listen to certain people and you, you listen to the people who speak loudest and, and, but those are typically going to be the people who are on the side of, of restricting things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and that brings me to this. All right. We'll do this last one and we'll get out of here. What would Johnny do? All right. I love this one. I know you're going to like this. What? All right, and look at the screen. You know these guys, right? This is the Beatles. So, are you aware of this documentary? It's on Disney Plus, John. No. It's called Get Back. I found myself, it was, I was highly intrigued and painstakingly bored at the same time. It, it's a documentary about the Beatles, right? It's a, mm-hmm. So the footage was locked in a vault for over half a century, unseen. Until, until now. now. Right, and so the guy who did like... The guy who did all these movies... Um, so, but there's no narration. It's just like a fly in the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's all these Beatles songs. The Beatles have less than three weeks. They have less than three weeks to write and record a new album, okay? And they, it's just them smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, but it's three hours. It's six plus hours of this. It's a genius. You just, I'm not a Beatles fan, but I respect the Beatles. You know, now watching this, I mean, makes me realize how much of a genius Paul McCartney was. But oh, anyway. yeah. So, but. So, so then, so then on January, in January 1969, so they recorded 21 days of this, and it culminated on January 30th, 1969, at the Apple headquarters. So, and you'll see this here. See the, see the, they, they played an impromptu concert on the roof, and you're not a music fan, but this is a famous show. This is also the Beatles' last show ever. Wow. So, this whole documentary led up to this, and this is the last show ever. But what got me was, 
So they had cameras everywhere. They had cameras in the in the in the offices. They had cameras. They had people on the streets asking people, you know what's going on up there? And some people said, Yeah, it sounds like the Beatles. That sounds great. And they're listening, they're having a good time. But then they asked a couple people, and a couple people said, Well, that's wrong. I they woke me up out of my sleep. I, I I'm gonna call the police. And they called the police, they reported the Beatles, and then so the cops went and the cops tried to get in. And you know they were the cops finally got in, got up to the roof as you saw there, yeah, I saw, and yeah. the cops broke up this concert. It's the last Beatles concert ever, and you got the police breaking it up because a few people decided that oh this was insane, this was bad, we can't we can't do this, we we have to we have to stop this. And it, it's crazy to me that you know it's the last Beatles concert ever, and and because one or two people out of thousands that were down there. Didn't like it. They canceled the, the fun for everybody in their own country, yeah. which they love. They love the Beatles, right? So it was just, it was just, it was. A, it's a great thing, but it, it's like you know, like fireworks. There's always someone to complain. You know, all these folks on the street are smiling. They're getting this free impromptu concert, and, and you know, it, it was, it was, it was shocking to me. So here, let's let's do it. Let's do it. What would Johnny do? So let's pretend there's a fireworks show mm-hmm. on the roof of the building, or whatever. There's a fireworks show at Star Fireworks. And uh, you, you so and they had the they had a producer there, and the, the producer there was he met the cops at the door and he was he was basically the guy who was just he was trying to hold the cops off he didn't mm. want to let the cops he knew the Beatles were upstairs playing this might be the last time he wanted the Beatles to play so he was the guy in charge of uh, you know distracting the police so uh, I'm gonna be the cop you be you be the guy in charge you're the manager all right so there's a fireworks show going on so I'm the cop I show up uh, hey who's in charge here. I'll say me. Yeah, you're, you're the guy in charge. Well, what, uh, there's a fireworks show over there. I'll say yes. There <laughs> All right, is. Uh, it's got to stop. And I'll say why. Uh, it, it's it's got to stop because there's people complaining. I'll say, well, there's there's 500 people here watching it right now. Uh, I know, but who's there's, complaining? But, well, there's people complaining. I, I get, I'm getting a couple phone calls here. There's people complaining. It's loud. It's noise. There's pollution. There's noise pollution. We have to stop this. You got to let me in right now. And yeah, I would uh, be defiant and say, you know, I'm sorry. You know, it depends on you know. Well, you're good at making up stories, though. Well, I, yeah. I if if you, we yeah. have, you know, if we have a permit. I don't care who's upset. We yeah. have a permit. You oh, know, yeah. what I mean, well, if, I, if we're doing it on the sneak, say, ah, you know, a container just came in. We're just shooting off a few things. Yeah. We'll be done in two seconds. Over. Here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, I, I need you to stop now. We've yeah. got to stop now. We, and, we have to stop this. There's people complaining. Yeah, and then in my old days, I would just say, okay, we're stop it. And then as soon as he drives down the, the driveway, we start but that, shooting but then again. I, I come back. I'm like, you said you were going to stop. We, we got to end this. We got to end this right now. There's people complaining. I don't care if it's Johnny Starr's last fireworks display ever in his life. We have to stop this. There's people complaining. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a law-abiding citizen. So, you know, I guess I'd be like, okay, well. Maybe just, you know, hand him a few bucks. I would try my hardest to say, here's listen, something for you know, the benevolent yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I would definitely bring up how many years I've supported the police department yeah. and don't expect a dime from me again if you think you're going to shut this down for a few complaining people, yeah. you know. And we've had many it's complaints just... in the past, and uh, we don't listen to any of them, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, again, and you're just, it's just the, it's the squeaky wheel syndrome, right? The, and, and, you know, see, and you, you, have to... you go on Yelp and all you see are negative comments because those right. people are negative 
people. Those they, are the, one, yeah. the ones that are happy are, you know, maybe one out of 10 right. with nothing else to do in life will come home and say, oh boy, that was the greatest. And I love those folks. But right. no, it's the nine out of 10 people who are disgruntled who will right. go home and write something. And they, and if you take a poll, those people never write. I, I guarantee no, you, they no. never write a positive comment. They only write negative comments. That's their way of venting. And or feeling they have some control over something, even if they don't, yes. even if they like it, they'll say they don't like I it. I bet, and, and I'd like to, I bet if we took a poll on all that, we would see that everyone who writes negative comments <clears throat> never write a positive comment, they only write right. negative comments, right? But for, for the few handful of people that the music or the fireworks show um, upsets, there's, there's countless more who enjoy it, but the countless more who enjoy it. They just want to enjoy it. They want to move on with their lives. They don't. They're not going to tell you they enjoyed it. They just move on. Hundreds of boats pull up all the time on the lakes to watch people light off their fireworks. Right. And they enjoy it. They wait for it. They get the whole family out there. It's almost like a Venetian night, yeah. you know. And they love it. And there's always the same three, four neighbors who say they're polluting the lake. They're doing this. They're doing that. You know. Right. Uh. You know. Brings me back to the. Eagles versus the Hotel California in, <laughs> in you know, in, in Total Santos. Embrace it. Go have a concert there and make, and everybody makes money. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the whole Joe, thing. Joe Walsh. And, uh, yeah. yeah. But Don I'm Henley just saying these, these are things. It's like hundreds of boats pull up. They can't wait to see fireworks. They wait all summer long. You guys been cooped up in your house all winter long with, you know, 32 below zero average temperature. And now you finally have a celebration and, Few people who I want to go to bed at eight o'clock, you know, right. at night, and you're keeping my and you're, my dogs are barking. Who cares? Right. This is, it'll be over soon. Yeah. Relax. Enjoy it. Maybe you might enjoy it and put a smile on your face. Right. That's the thing. But these <laughs> negative people don't want to be happy. Go find your your husband or your wife, and you're listening to some good music. Go, you know, get a little amorous, fool around a little bit, do something. And take, yeah. Take, take they the they want to be negative all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all I got, John. It's been another good one. Uh, dealer yep. show we dealer will show there. coming up this week see you there and watch, uh watch live stream YouTube, watch the youtube channel we got a lot of unboxings we just put out the uh we put out the brown box assortment we got a lot of good feedback on that next one coming up is um badass i believe it is coming up uh so watch those and watch uh the star fireworks dealer show may 7th at dusk tune in the youtube channel and then uh, we will do some more podcasts uh, coming in uh, June uh, when we're there for the 4th. Yep. Wow. So, all right. Almost so here. Countdown. See everyone for the dealer show. Talk to you soon. See you later. <laughs>